you're ready to stop submitting basic applications and winging your interview for your next nursing role, whether you're a graduate nurse or a seasoned healthcare professional, we'd love to exclusively invite you to our secret nurse growth hub, where you can get all of the support to apply, interview and land your next nursing role completely free. All of the resources that we've shared and created over the last three years that have helped 3,000 plus nurses internationally apply, interview and land their next nursing role. So what are you waiting for? Come and join us today. It's completely free. LiamCaswell.com forward slash NGH. Come and join the Nurse Growth Hub today and let's make applying, interviewing and landing your next nursing role easy. are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello, High Performance Nurses. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. I am talking all the things about permission to apply. Now, many of you listen to this podcast, and whilst I love having you here, you've been sitting on the sidelines. You've been sitting on a fence. You're here because you're curious about career options and what you could potentially do to leverage your nursing skills to make nursing work better for you, and you haven't done anything yet. What's going on? <laughs> I'm here to call you out today and help you to give you some motivation to go after what it is that you actually want. I think there's a common misconception, and I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, that, you know, I just need to know what it is that I'm working towards before I actually go out into the world and explore. But I'm learning very slowly, but surely over the last few years, that that's not really true. We just actually need to give ourselves permission to explore curiously the options that might be out there. Because here's the thing, how do you know what's out there if you don't even give yourself permission to explore and to apply and to see what happens? I've been coaching a lot of nurses recently on this. And what I've noticed to be true is that often we usually need a major trigger or an event to happen to stimulate some kind of forward movement and action in our nursing careers. For example, I talk about this a lot where I say you either change by design or you change by disaster. <laughs> and even though that sounds dramatic, that's what was true for me in my nursing career. I was burnt out. I burnt out multiple times. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't see a future in nursing as it stood for me. And whilst I had opportunities in front of me and options that I could have explored, it just wasn't aligning with me anymore. And that was the disaster. Like the disaster was that I kept burning out and I kept using all of my energy in roles that were not aligned for me. And I was just fed up. I was putting on weight. I was drinking in the evenings when I came home because I deserved that frigging glass of Shiraz, I'm telling you. I was overeating. I was over shopping. Something I've recognized recently is that I don't shop as much as I used to. My wardrobe probably dictates that as well, but I was over shopping. All of these things were symptoms of me not giving myself permission to see a potential different pathway. And what I've been learning to be true over the last six months, I've been doing this nervous system training and trauma-informed coaching training, and it's fascinating. I have so much to share this year on the podcast around stress, stress management, 
and like just being a stressy human in general, but that's literally been my life up until this point. An over-deliverer, an over-promiser, all of the things, and how all of that is coming from a place of just being chronically, acutely stressed. And if that resonates with you, make sure you stick around High Performance Nursing. But I changed by disaster, and that was the point where I was like, okay, I need to give myself permission to go out and do something different. I need to do something differently because if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to keep repeating these cycles. I'm going to keep asking the same people for support and advice that are not going to give me the support and advice that I need. And I'm going to beat myself into the ground. I'm going to be double the weight that I am. I'm getting dramatic now, but you see where I'm going with this. When we're stuck in this loop of waiting for the right time, waiting for the right person, waiting for the right moment, waiting until I've got this certification, that time never arrives. The time that you make the change is either by design, you just decide today, I'm making a change and I deserve to have a nursing career that works for me and not that I work for and give all my all to, or we change by disaster. The universe has a way. Have you noticed this? The universe has a way of just like, shifting you in the direction that you need to go, even if it's ugly and it's horrible and it's unpleasant. The universe doesn't care. (laughs) And I'm not getting woo-woo, but it's just been my reality. Like the universe just points me in a direction and it just happens and I don't get the job and I get a redirection. But it's like, you're off track, Liam. And even though I'm super pissed, I'm so frustrated that I didn't get the thing that I thought that I wanted. I realized in reflection that I only wanted that thing because everybody else wanted me to have the thing. I didn't actually know what it was that I wanted. I didn't take the time to get to know how I could make nursing work for me. What do I need from my nursing career? And all of this is all well and good, but we can't do any of this when we're stressed out of our boxes. Okay. And you're like, I can hear you saying, well, Liam, I'm a nurse. Like, of course I'm stressed. And I hear you. And I'm not saying that a life free from stress is even a viable option as a nurse. I don't think we can get to that extreme unless we start like taking pills that in the future that remove all of our stress. Who knows what's going to happen? But I want to plant the seed and get you thinking about the reason why you're not giving yourself permission to apply is because you're stressed. And you're either stressed in a sense that you have a lot of energy and you're kind of hypervigilant and you're stressed out. Okay. And I say this with love, kindness, and compassion, because this has been me my whole life. I feel like I've been chronically stressed forever. And you're in that state of chronic stress, chronic overwhelm. Everything is just a lot. It's just too much. You find yourself saying things like, oh my God, like I just have no time. Where's the time gone this week? I have no time to do anything. You know, I'm never going to get that done. I just don't have enough support, right? These are kind of phrases that I used to go to that you might use as well, or variations of those when I was in the state of chronic stress. And then the flip side of that is you're stressed, but you're like passively stressed. You're at that point where you're like, you know what? I'm over this place. I am so done with this. I've had enough. I'm just going to show up and do what I need to do. People think that that is like very passive and very like dismissive and, you know, oh, I'm just going to show up and do what I need to do and then leave. But it's always driven from this place of like resentment in my experience. At least that was my experience. I was like resentful. I just show up and do the work and leave and they're going to notice that I'm not over delivering. That's still 
is probably driven and motivated and pushed forwards. And we act that way out of stress. It's just more of a passive stress. One of my teachers who who's teaching me about stress, nervous system resilience and trauma, who's coming on the podcast, actually, I'm very excited for this. Um, she's incredible. And she's a speech pathologist that has retrained and, and, and she's been doing this work her whole career. She talks about two states of stress and basically how our nervous system works. And for many of you, you'll be able to recognize this. And the stressy, hypervigilant overworker, you know, I'm going to do everything for anybody at the cost to me always. Like it's always at a cost to my own well-being and mental and emotional health. That's what we call team hyper, right? Like we're team hyper. And stick with me because you'll get a visual in a minute and you'll be able to see this. And when we're in team hyper uh, and we stay there for a long time, it's kind of like our patients that are tachycardic, right? They're tachycardic and they're running along, they're 110, 120, 121, 125, and they just keep going and keep building and keep building until there's an intervention. And that's us with our stress. I can't, like when I saw this, I was like, shit, that is me. <laughs> I just keep compounding the layers of stress. I keep taking more on. And I keep wondering why the heck my life is a hot mess express. And this was me clinically, and this has been me in nursepreneurship as well. I mean, it's just as a human, right? And this idea or this visual just gave me a point of reference to be like, where am I today? Right? So we've talked about team hyper. Now, I want you to think about team hypo, right? What happens when our patients are hypoglycemic or when they are bradycardic, right? It doesn't quite fit with the hypo, but you get where I'm going with this. When we're in that state, we're very like laissez-faire. We're like, oh, whatever. Like, I can't be bothered. I've got no energy. I'm very fatigued. I feel overwhelmed, but I don't even have the space or capacity for the overwhelm. I'm just going to procrastinate and buffer with all of the things, but I'm still stressed. I'm still experiencing some level of compounded stress over time. And I'm probably most likely burnt out. So I want you to think about this in the context of a patient observation chart. And I want you to think about Team Hyper as the outside of the flags, top of the chart, escalating over time. And you're like, oh my goodness. If you could see your stress escalating on a chart over the, the period of your nursing years as a student or even as a nurse right now, is it compounding? Is it compounding? Is there a break? Are you getting any relief from the escalation in team hyper? Most of us, the answer is no. We just keep adding more and more stress. So therefore, it makes complete sense that we don't even give ourselves permission to apply because when we're stressed, we have no capacity to even think about that stuff. It's been proven in the literature, in the science, that when we are stressed, we do not have access to our prefrontal cortex, which is our thinking brain. Isn't that fascinating? So here we all are, <laughs> stick with me, here we all are, clinicians parading around the unit using our quote-unquote, I use air quotes here, critical thinking skills, because we think we're doing the best that we can. But we're in a stressy environment with stressed out peers, stressed out patients, stressed out families. Is it a wonder that we are chronically stressed in team hyper and that we have the issues that happen in the industry? Is it a wonder that we have people that do not do so well at work? Because they're stressed. Not because they can or they choose not to, it's because they're stressed. Is it a wonder that we have people that make mistakes because they are chronically compounding their stress without even knowing it? Because this is just how humans are designed. So there's no shade here. There's no shame. 
This just is our physiology. But when we understand our physiology better and we know ourselves better, we can make changes so that we do not spend so much time in Team Hyper chronically compounding our stress over time. So it makes complete sense to me. I'm like, oh my God, every nurse knew that when they're at work and they're super stressed out, that they're not actually engaging the highest thinking part of their brain. We could change everything. Everything could change. Just think about that for a second. And think about the fact that when we go to a met call, when we need our prefrontal cortex the most, what's in place? What if the, what has the system created? It's created algorithms and structures and frameworks like ALS, BLS, Doctor's ABC, head to toe systematic patient assessment. Why? Is it just by coincidence? No. It's because when we're under stress and fight or flight, I've been teaching this for like a decade, but I've been teaching um, BLS and ALS. When we're under fight or flight, we do not have access to our critical thinking. You might think you do. <laughs> It's been proven you don't. So we rely on these systems and, and processes and structures, right, that have been put in place. So we want to do the same for ourselves in our life and careers. We want to be able to recognize, hold on a minute, I am feeling stressy AF. Like literally stress AF, do you get it? You'll get it. If you're a cardiac nurse, you'll get it. I'm stressy AF and I recognize that I'm stressed and I need to do something to get me out of stress, even if it's just for 30 seconds. The more we do that over time, the more we will create some space and capacity for ourselves to give ourselves permission to apply. I hope it's all connecting here. So we talked about the tachycardic observation chart, team hyper, stress compounding over time. Now I want you to come down to the bottom of the chart, where again, we're outside of the flags, right? For New South Wales healthers, we're you know not between the flags, we're outside of those parameters and we're worried and we're escalating care. So in the bradycardia zone in team hypo, you're down there and what happens? If you do not do anything about somebody that's bradycardic, that is unwell, that over a long period of time, they're bradycardic, unless it's their norm, what's going to happen to them? They're going to crash in a heap. I love this visual for us to use and to place ourselves and to almost plot ourselves. Where are we on the chart? Are we in chronic stress or are we in this chronic kind of like fatigue, very kind of hypo state where we're just like, meh. And if we stay there over time and we keep adding layers to it without recognizing that we're in the zone of like, oh, this is just too much and we're burnt out and we're jaded, then we will continue to, to follow that pathway. And there's not a happy ending there, right, for any of us in both of these states. So what do we do? We try and get into the state of safety in the middle, the zone of safety for our patients, hemodynamically stable. Imagine writing down in your chart at the end of your day. <laughs> what do people write? Like, obstable, you know? Imagine at the end of the day being able to reflect on your state, your nervous system state, your stress state. Because if we don't start paying attention to this stuff, we are going to suffer lots of consequences that come along with being stressed. Like you're all nurses. I don't need to tell you what happens when we're stressed for prolonged periods of time. Most of you probably already have the symptoms, the backaches, the gut problems, the putting on extra weight, you know, all of the things, the confusion, the brain fatigue, like the, the fogginess, the lethargy, the muscular tension. I have all of it. I'm sure you do too. That's why it's really important for us to recognize where am I? Am I team stressed out or my team kind of like laissez-faire, burnout, jaded? And typically we go through building our, you know, our team stress. So stress, 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 stress. And then we drop down to bradycardia where we are like, man, I can't do this anymore. 
And then we slowly build it back up, okay? And we might peak and trough. And the goal always is for us to come back to hemodynamic stability. We operate best mentally, emotionally, physically, cognitively, when we are in hemodynamic stability. And I hope this gives you an insight into, and we're going to talk more about how do you get there, right? Because like, this is hard. It sounds easy. Oh, like you're tachycardic. Like, what do we do? We give you a pill and like, suddenly you're back in homeostasis. Well, it's kind of, it can be really easy for us to get out of team stress into homeostasis, into safety, and we can regulate and we can do that very quickly, but we've got to rewire our brain and implement patterns whereby this becomes our new normal. So instead of being a stress head and going out and, you know, being stressy because that's how we've been trained to be stressed about our patients and our work, we create new pathways where we go, hold on a second, I'm going to just stop this because I know how this ends up. I'm burnt out and the three days off that I have off, it takes me a day to recover. And the reason is probably because we're a massive ball of stress. Not because we choose to be, not because anything's wrong with us, but because it's your physiology. That's how humans are designed. This for me just gave me so much permission to start actually being kind to myself and tuning in and really sensing, okay, how do I feel today? I actually feel really fatigued. Maybe I'm in team hypo today. Okay. What do I have planned today? Okay. Well, maybe I'm not going to be hundred percent of those things. What, what do I need to do? And I just gave myself permission to just remove things from my calendar. Okay. I'm feeling right now that I'm in team hyper. Is this normal? <laughs> Am I actually safe? Okay, great. And if I'm not safe, like how can I get myself safe? This is so important, not only in giving us permission to apply, but I think that in the past, I'm even guilty of this. I've been saying to people like, just change, just like you can just change in a moment because you can, you can just decide. But for most people, they don't even have the capacity to be able to decide that they want to change. Why? Because you're stressed. Stress. It is, the, it is the biggest challenge that we face as healthcare practitioners is how do we manage the stress, the stressy environment, the stressed out patients, the relatives on a day-to-day basis so that we can regulate our own nervous system, not absorb everybody else's stress like a sponge, like a big stress sponge. And how can we make sure that when we leave work, we are creating opportunities to regulate ourselves. And when we're at work, find moments to regulate ourselves. I'm going to be talking more about this. I went on a little passionate tangent there, you might have noticed. But I really hope that you can see that the more stressed we are, the less access we have to our thinking brain. And when we don't have access to our thinking brain, that's why you want to take action, but you don't know how to take action yet. Because your brain is just teasing you with the idea and the possibility that you could do something different, but it's so stressed out, it doesn't have the capacity. It's like in survival mode, it's like, no, we can't take anything else on right now. A lot of you students that are listening, like, you know, nursing students, grads, aspiring grads, you're in this state, right? And it's totally normal. Nothing's gone wrong. You're amazing. You're whole. You're complete. Nothing is broken, but you're probably stressed. You're on prac. You've got grads coming up. You've got assignments. You've got work commitments. You're trying to live a life. You, you know, you're starting to realize that maybe nursing's going to take a lot of your time up and you're going to be able to do the things in the first few years that you want to do because of shift work, all of the things. And you have your own life and your own lived experience up until this point in your life and career. So we're just constantly compounding stress until we actively choose to regulate. And that moment comes usually by design. We just choose and we make it a priority and we do it and we practice and we build that habit and skill. 
And then we open ourselves up to giving ourselves permission to apply or to do something different. Or you have the dark night of the soul. So I wish it was as easy for me to say you get to decide. That's what came up to my brain. And I was like, no, I'm not going to say that because you do get to decide, but also you don't. Because if you stay in a stressed state, your brain and body is just going to keep you there. Okay. Because stress is familiar for most of us. Stress is safety for most of us. But I want you to think about this. I'll leave you with this. When our patients are tachycardic and they're bradycardic, what do you want to do with them? Where do you want them to be? You don't want them spending time there because we all have been taught, you know, the, the seagull sign. Like if they stay in tachycardia for a long time, then, you know, they're going to be in trouble. Their heart rate's going to be higher than their blood pressure. And that's a big no-no. And it's not sustainable. And they're going to fall off their perch is what I used to teach. And it's so funny. The same is true in our career. If we are compounding our stress every day and, you know, all of a sudden we're more stressed than we are safe and regulated, which is pretty normal for most of us. That's where we are. We're more stressed than we are ever safe and regulated and calm in our life and our careers. Then over time, it's not sustainable. And then we get surprised that we burn out. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm saying that with love and kindness. I was so surprised when I got burnt out. Like, what the hell? Of course I got burnt out. I was trying to do all of the things all of the time. So I hope there's something you can take from this and implement into your, your world. What I want you to do from this today is just one, normalize stress. It's normal and it's part of the human experience. The goal is never to not have stress or not to be stressed. It's impossible. <laughs> so don't set yourself that challenge. The goal is for you to see where you sit. So are you in team hyper, right? Are you in team hypo? And you as a clinician kind of can associate with that what you like, or are you in homeostasis? And when you recognize where you are, just accept that's where I am. I'm in team hyper today. Do I want to be here? Do I need to be here? Is it serving me to be here? Maybe it is. Maybe you're going for an interview and team hyper is perfect for like getting you prepped. But going into the interview itself, you don't want to be in team hyper. You want to be in homeostasis as much as possible. You want to be able to go and visit team hyper and come back to homeostasis if you need to. That is emotional regulation. That is nervous system regulation. That's what I'm going to be teaching you more of this year. So I will see you next week. Here's to a regulated nervous system and here's to us normalizing stress and raising our awareness of where we are in the stress cycle, plotting our little stress points on a stress observation chart, which I might still create. I think it's a great idea as a visual so that we can start to reduce the amount of time we spend in these team hyper and team hypo states. I mean, spend more time in homeostasis because when you're there, you have more capacity to think and to create a nursing career that you want that's going to drive you forward. If you've loved this, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, if there's any confusing points, which I'm sure there are because I'm hashtag stressed <laughs> and uh, human, please send me a message and I'd love to dive into it with you um, over at High Performance Nursing on Instagram. But until next week, stay calm as much as you can and stey aware of your stress cycles. I'll see you then. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'm so privileged that you spent your time with us here today. Hey, can I ask a favour? If you know someone that would benefit from this podcast episode, please share it with them. The more you share, the more we get in front of amazing nurses and we're able to help them see that nursing on their terms across their career is totally possible for them. So I'd love if you could do that. 
Now, I will see you in the next episode next week. Until then, let's make this year the year that you nurse on your terms. Are you ready? Let's do it.